0: Hey, beautiful people. This is crazy. We're finally doing this. Ash and I have been talking about starting a podcast for the last two years and I feel like we finally got to a point where we're like, all right, there's no other option for us. We're just we're just going to go for it. So super excited and I feel like all of the energy and all of the motivation we had to go in is going to be channeled here today.
1: Today, we're going to talk about how we met and give you a little background about ourselves. But first, I want to tell you what worldview mirror and the podcast is all about, which is everything travel and culture. This podcast was really born out of a need. I would even say an itch to talk about a subject that both Nesh and I absolutely love and really lights us both up. You can ask any of our friends, um, family, anybody that knows us will say any opportunity we have to talk about culture or travel, you'll probably get an earful. So we want to share our travel experiences and reflections and learning with all of you. But I think more importantly, we also want to continue learning about culture and discovering travel, discovering travel through the power of conversation and through the unique perspective
0: of guest speakers that we will have on the show. We believe that being a world traveler is a state of mind. So it's not just about where you've been. um, It's also about the people that you've met the smells um, that you've been around, the sights, um, the learnings, everything that you've experienced. And um, all of those things, whether you're aware of it or not, um, actually shape who you are and and your belief systems.
1: We all know that obviously COVID changed so many things, including the way we work, how we interact with others, and also travel opportunities. And let me tell you, some of us who get angsty when we're in one place for too long really felt that. Thankfully, we've been easing our way past those restrictions and returning to the trekking world. And after having lived through a global pandemic, I think a lot of us came to a really interesting realization that human connection in a time of crisis was really there. And although it wasn't physical, many of us were able to leverage technology to talk to our loved ones, to take classes, to listen to podcasts, and learning something new. So, with that in mind, we came to the conclusion that we can still experience the world through curiosity and openness through com- the power of conversation. I personally also started my own travel company that's all based on virtual travel and giving people an inclusive community and platform to virtually travel and see incredible places all the way around the world called Teletour. If you don't have the resources or the time to travel, there's always opportunities to connect with others and learn about the world through different perspectives. And we hope this podcast will be a space where we can uphold this.
0: So all that we've traveled, um, Ash and I still have a ton more to learn about the world. We have an infinite travel bucket list that will never end. So we really do want this to be an open and inclusive community. At the end of the day, We're all unique, but there's still enough room for everyone's opinions and beliefs. So the name that we chose for this podcast is Worldview Mirror.
1: After much deliberation, many late nights um, staying up brainstorming. But we ultimately came to the conclusion of what travel means to us and what we personally have gotten out of our experiences traveling. And that idea is that we're all more alike than we are different. And I really think World v Mirror conveys that the idea that you can see your reflection and other peoples and other cultures, and at the end of the day, that we truly have more in common than we have um, differences.
0: So Ash and I actually met at our very first um, oil field job. So it was our first job straight out of college, um, and we were hired to work in the in the Amazon jungle in Ecuador. Um, on oil pumps. So as technicians on on oil pump wells. And the, like the very first conversation I had with Ash was uh, via text message. So she reached out to me actually. And she was like, hi, my name is Ashley Martinez. I'm going to be working with you in in Ecuador. Um, Quick question, do you speak Spanish? And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I do. What's up? Like, She's like, "Oh man." She's like, "I I don't speak Spanish." And I was like, "Oh." But and then from there, um we like we finally met in person. Um I don't did we meet at the airport? Or we did, did we meet when we were there in the airport? Okay. So, yeah, I feel like as soon as we saw each other in person, we just kind of like hit it off. Um but I mean, we were both like young, naive, you know, it was our first job. So we were, you know, very excited um, about that experience. And um, I don't know, it was just like, so such a such a crazy sort of magical um, thing how we met, I think. Absolutely.
1: And that experience absolutely catapulted us to where we are now. If I hadn't had the opportunity to live in Ecuador and in South America and really experience that and have my eyes opened and changed in that way. Um, I could truly say I wouldn't be we wouldn't be here now. But I think to give you some context, I mean, that was my first time traveling really, what was when we were working in Ecuador. I remember my first impression of Neshme, we meet, like she said, in the airport, you know, and I don't speak Spanish, very intimidated, you know, moving to this other country that I've never been to. And she's telling me all about it herself and how she studied abroad in Qatar and she's done this. And then I'm like, wow, this girl is way more cultured and cooler than I am. And but like she said, we really hit it off. I'm forever thankful that we, like I said, not only had that opportunity, but that I got to experience that with my best friend and Neshme. and absolutely made um, me who I am today. And
0: also helped me learn Spanish, was my translator.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, no, absolutely. I can truly say I wouldn't have gone through it without you.
0: Yeah, I would I would have to say the same thing because, to be honest with you, I mean, for everyone uh, listening out there, um, we're going to talk about this in more detail um, further down the line, um, our experience in, the, uh, in Ecuador. But I think, in a nutshell, having Ash there was also... She was a godsend, and I think we both um, were able to support each other through um, a very difficult job in a very difficult location. And we were able to make it through, and we learned so many things about ourselves and about each other. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was great. And I think that while we were working, we started traveling. Um, yeah, while we were working in Ecuador, we actually were starting to travel um, for work, for trainings, um, for vacation, um, you know, you name it, whenever we had the opportunity. So I think that first, uh, like, interest in in travel was sparked during that time. And we bonded uh, over that throughout the years. And
1: definitely through our travels, you definitely learn a lot about each other. I think if you ever want to learn something about art about someone just go on a trip with them and the good, the yeah, bad. Definitely. Yeah. It, it all comes out. And I think that's really where our bond solidified. It was through traveling. And I think because we experienced it and appreciated it in the same way, like we mentioned where the name worldview mirror comes from, but I think we really both saw how being exposed to other cultures, how that impacted us personally, how that opened our horizons. And when I know I, when I came back to the States, I was definitely changed and brought a lot of that with me. I don't, you know, I mentioned that being from South Louisiana, the New Orleans area, that was my first, I'd growing up, I traveled domestically, but exposure to other cultures, I, I didn't really have that opportunity. Um, I don't, I'm not sure about your experience Nash or how you felt as far as Ecuador being the, like really first time you got that exposure.
0: So for me, um, I, okay, so I'm, I'm Mexican. I was born there um, and I moved to Houston, Texas uh, when I was six. So I was raised very much um, in between the Mexican and the American culture. So I did have that um, early cultural exposure, but I never really traveled um, too much outside of, you know, Mexico or the U.S., My first international travel experience was when I was in college. I did a study abroad in uh, Doha, Qatar. And, um, you know, obviously like being to the Middle East for the first time, um, it was very eye-opening. I had a ton of fun. I met really cool people, um, had really great food. Uh, It was a completely different world and uh, I really enjoyed it. And I knew that I wanted to continue to experience that um, and, you know, go travel the world.
1: Absolutely. appreciative that. We've had the opportunities in, like Nesh was saying, through our travel and through work, we had the opportunity to travel. Um, I also got to go to the middle East and that was an incredible experience. If you would have asked me when I was younger, if I would ever uh, have gotten to go to Abu Dhabi or Dubai, probably would have told you, no. So I'm so thankful for that experience, but I also think this was when we were right out of college. So around 2016 and, I think what's great about 2023 and the rise of social media, I I mean, at that time, I I didn't know anything about these places we were going to. I definitely would say, and I'll use this word lightly, but uh, I was ignorant. I mean, even when we went to move to Ecuador, I was asking if we needed mosquito nets to sleep in, if I needed you know a water bottle to purify water. So I think what's great and what also what we hope to accomplish in the podcast today is give a platform to raise culture awareness to show people all these incredible locations out there that not only we've got to experience but that we want to learn more about because I know personally I really didn't know about a lot of these places. Okay, Nash, I think it would be fun if I asked you some quick fire travel questions. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Where is your favorite place to travel?
0: So I would have to say uh, Granada, Spain. So it's a small city in the south of Spain. Um, It's actually a college town, um, but it has a very, very old history or like very ancient history. It has this um, fortress called La Alhambra that used to be a uh, Moorish palace and was taken over by um, the Catholics whenever they arrived to Spain. So very interesting. It's a very charming town, very magical. Um, It's very romantic. So highly recommend for anyone who, um, who goes to Spain.
1: I second that. Nesh and I had an opportunity to go together. Beautiful place. Love, love, love. Okay. So what's one thing you can't travel without?
0: Honestly, probably a book. Um and it can be any kind of book. Um it just sort of like marks the beginning of like vacation mode, travel mode. Um so it's it's really like a a time for me to catch up on anything that I've been wanting to read. Um you know, so uh yeah, definitely books.
1: Love that. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who is your travel inspiration?
0: My travel inspiration is, or has always been, honestly, since I was a kid, um, has been Anthony Bourdain. So I started watching his uh, his show on the Travel Channel, so No Reservations, um, and then the one on CNN. Um, and I mean, I'm just, I really admire the way that he was able to visit a place and really pull the essence of it and um I guess almost uh, like paint a picture, right for um for the viewer, um, like where he was, what he was smelling, what the vibe was. Um, I really enjoyed that about like um how he narrated his his episodes.
1: What is a life-changing meal that you've had while traveling?
0: Okay, so you were actually here for this one. Um, There's definitely a before and then there was an after and it was like I was in a dream, like magical slumber while I was having this meal. Um, But it was a very fresh uh, ceviche that we had in a coastal town in Ecuador called Puerto Lopez. So it's a very small um, little town and this restaurant was right next to the ocean, like straight up. Um, like hole in the wall. Ash and I went there with one of our friends. Uh, shout out to Leopoldo, if you're listening to this. Um, and oh, my God, I just remember like the freshness of like of the seafood. It wasn't anything crazy. You know, it was like just your standard seafood, like um, octopus, fish, um, you know, oysters. Like there was a few things, but it was just like the freshness that really made um, the dish. And there also was a little bit of, um, this is going to sound weird, but it's like a peanut paste that they add to the ceviche in Ecuador called salpri- salprieto, salprieta, I think. Um, and it is, oh my God, like the combination sounds strange, but it is out of this world. Um, amazing. So I would definitely have to say like, that was a very clear, like best food I've ever had in my life.
1: 100% that meal was delicious it was the quality of the ingredients it was everything incredible highly recommend fun fact Neshma and I actually missed a flight one time because we were
0: eating ceviche and we were <laughs> oh yeah you should we should have another podcast called the ceviche story no, we could talk, we can give the best we could talk all day all about the, it all over the world
1: so what is the best quality that travel brings out in you and what is your worst quality
0: I think the best quality is that it kind of helps me step out of my little bubble of like my everyday life. Like, you know, like my, yeah, my life, <laughs> it, it kind of helps you see that, you know, there's, you're only just a small part of what's out there. Um, and I think by stepping back every once in a while, you allow yourself uh, the opportunity to admire, um, you know, other, other cultures. And, you know, obviously, like, there's, you know, so much wisdom out there as well. So, you kind of allow yourself that opportunity to absorb all of that um, if you're open to it. Worst quality? Oh, I was hoping we could avoid this one <laughs> and just skip to the next question. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, you know the answer to this. A lot of people that know me know the answer to this, but. I think, so I have a really bad sense of direction. Um, I just, I'm like constantly disoriented when I'm, you know, walking the streets. Like I'm just like always like looking at the map. So I think that's a little stressful sometimes, but I've gotten better. You have. Maybe. (laughs) You have. This
1: is why we work so well together. I, I do the directions and you do the food recommendations and things. What is a piece of advice you would give for someone maybe traveling internationally for the first time?
0: I would tell them to try to keep an open mind. Um, you're going to see things that you've never seen before. You're going to see things that are going to shock you. I mean, you. I'm sure people are familiar with like culture shock. Um, you're going to smell different things. Um, yeah. I mean, things are going to be foreign to you, right? So... And just because some something is not familiar doesn't mean it's bad. So I think definitely maintaining an open mind and giving people and places an opportunity, right, to change your life.
1: Okay, a fun one. What is one of your, um, one of your favorite travel stories? I think my
0: favorite one was in Granada, Spain, again. Um, you were there too. I feel like you're there for all of my travel stories. <laughs> we could share a lot of these, honestly, but um, – so we were walking along this old neighborhood in Granada called Sacromonte, and that's actually where it was a traditionally like gypsy neighborhood, and it's um it's very like bohemian. Um, they their houses are actually built into the mount like into the mountain itself. Um. So it's just a very interesting place and it's very hilly. We were walking uh, through the little streets um, as the sun was setting and the Alhambra was like our background. And I just remember we were walking and we found this little spot to just sort of sit and watch the sunset for a sec. And I remember like we all kind of just stood in or sat in silence and then There was a guy who was actually sitting in the porch in the house behind us and he was playing some sort of like, it was like, um, like a singing bowl almost. That's what it sounded like, but it was a little bowl that he would tap on and like the combination of the music plus the, the, um, the sunset plus the Alhambra plus us being there with our friends was just like magical.
1: Okay. So where's the next place on your travel bucket list?
0: I think I've always, I've always wanted to go to Peru. Recently, there was uh, some political turmoil. So I'm not sure if that's going to be a possibility for this year, but I I definitely am very interested. Um, Okay, Ash, let's do this. It's your turn now. Who is your travel inspiration?
1: My travel inspiration has got to be my grandfather. He unfortunately passed away two years ago, but he used to live lead I um, should say pilgrimages all over the world of travelers and um, he hadn't been hadn't traveled internationally until he was over 50 so that's really uh, inspiration for me that no matter what point in your life there's always time to start traveling expand your horizons and he was really big on when you're in a location you're in a foreign location for a reason right to learn something to immerse yourselves in that Place and not necessarily bring your customs and implement them there. Right, you're there to um, be exposed to something new. So he's been an incredible inspiration to me. Thankful for him every day. So yeah, got to be my grandpa.
0: Okay. So what is a funny mortifying thing that's happened to you while traveling?
1: that <laughs> funny thing you're you're in this one for sure. It's got to be when we were in Prague <laughs> and we were in the main plaza. My God, yes, in Prague Never. and. I actually take this one a little personally because I am, well, we're both engineers, but I really like math and I usually have good math skills. So Neshme, you know, at this time we are still young, traveling on a budget. She's like, how much money should we take out? You know, I do the conversion. I'm like, okay, X amount. All of a sudden we start, we take out the money. We took out like five grand on accident and the money just kept coming and coming. We're like, wait, no, put it back, put it
0: back. We don't
1: want it so then I, for, I think we ended up converting some back or, and, you know, spending what we had, but I just remember being mortified because I would, you know, that was one of the first times we started traveling together. And it's was like, Oh, this girl's never yeah. going to trust me again. <laughs> With um,
0: And also we were like in the middle, like the ATM was like in the middle of the street. Like there were a ton of people around us. I was like, Oh my God, like, like we cannot be carrying around all of this money. Like, I mean, it was, It was crazy.
1: It was a huge wad of cash. Yeah. Not, um, so not my finest moment. I should say
0: it happens to the best of us. You're the best of us. (laughs) Okay. What is the biggest lesson you've learned, uh, while traveling?
1: It's gotta be in like the conclusion we came to about worldview mirror that we're all more alike than we are different and that you really can see yourselves, um, in other peoples and all in other cultures all around the world.
0: What is the next place on your travel bucket list?
1: Next place I want to go to, it's got to be to go see the Northern Lights in Norway. I would love to see that. Also close second, throw it in there. Uh, South Africa.
0: What is something you've learned about yourself uh, while traveling?
1: Before Ecuador, I did a solo travel trip. And although cheesy, you do learn a lot about yourself while solo traveling. I learned that I'm independent and I'm very adaptable to other uh places I'm a lot more open-minded or maybe I should say I've learned to be much more open-minded through traveling
0: yeah I think that that's definitely something that that happens like you see like a shift in yourself you know what I mean like
1: like I mean it's true The, the way you view the world changes I know when I came back to the states for the first time I had a breakdown walking through target we were living somewhere that you only had one option of soap, we didn't have electricity, and then I came back walking through the aisles, and there was a hundred different choices of soap. you know, I just I, it was overwhelming, right? So yeah, I definitely felt different.
0: If there was a travel memory that you could instantly transport yourself to, what would that be?
1: When we were living in Ecuador and we were having we had the opportunity to live in Paris for a month and we were doing the training over there, and you and I were planning our first trip. And it was just kind of the world is your oyster. We could go anywhere. It is very exciting to be on the verge of a uh, new location. So I would love, of course, to be 22 again and going back and be able to travel the world. We walked
0: all of Paris in our steel-toed boots because we had just um, left our work training. And we had steel-toed boots because we worked on oil rigs. So...
1: Yeah, we have pictures in front of the Eiffel Tower. Really cute.
0: (laughs) What is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's taking their first international trip?
1: Definitely would echo your advice, giving someone to really be um, open minded. But I'd also say to immerse yourself and go back behind the layers, I think me personally being from New Orleans, I feel really strongly when people come to the city and they only see the French Quarter, they never really go beyond the touristy areas and get a real feel for a local perspective or the culture of a place. And so I would highly recommend, you know, going off the beaten path and not necessarily just sticking to the touristy areas and immersing yourselves in questioning, okay, what does it look like to live here for a day? Or why, why do the local people eat this food? And, and, you know, just really educating yourselves uh, all, as to all facets of the culture and where you are.
0: What is the best quality that travel brings out in you and what is the worst?
1: You know this. <laughs> My best quality, I would say, I'm really able to disconnect and be present. And I think that contributes to the immersive experience is really um almost to my fault. I'm not uh, as much connected on my phone or talk to her. I really try to be present where I am and take everything in. My worst quality has got to be your girl gets hangry. If we we don't have a destination in mind of where we're going to eat. And I think it's more combined with the fact that, I'm I'm a foodie. I really appreciate good food and I want the best food that is there. So then sometimes I'll go out of my way to eat good food. So sometimes it takes a little longer to find a meal. And Nesh has been the victim of my hunger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've definitely learned a lot about each other. <laughs> what is a life-changing meal that you've had while traveling? Well, we
1: know that I'm foodie and I love food. So there's been a lot, but I would say I'm, I definitely appreciate street food. I think we had some incredible street fruit in india mainly i i love mango lassi you eat it at these cool terracotta clay pots i think uh another meal that i really i wouldn't say it's a meal i also have a sweet tooth yeah it's
0: fine Whatever. <laughs> we have
1: um there's these custard tarts in portugal called pastas de nata will change your life absolutely they, I brought, tried to bring some back for my family. I brought six back and they did not make them back because Ashley ate them all. in the airport. <laughs> it's simple. It's just a little egg custard tart. Sometimes you can add cinnamon. I've also seen where they add in fruit and they have the vegan versions, but um, you know, one bite that changed your life right there.
0: What is your favorite place to travel? Travel to.
1: To travel to. Okay. We're going to be twins here, but for me, it's, it's gotta be Spain. My, Father's side of the family back in the day is from Spain. So I don't know if it's when I had the opportunity to go. I just felt connected or in the homeland. But I really appreciate the pace of life in Spain that you can disconnect, sit, have a drink, enjoy your meal. Um, the importance that they put on the little things in life. Uh, obviously, the Spanish culture. I'm a big fan of the food. Everything, anything about Spain. One, Nesh and I have always said it. We will move one day to Spain.
0: It's going to happen one day. (laughs) What is one thing that you don't travel without?
1: I wouldn't say this is a necessarily tangible thing, but I don't travel without first talking to a local, whether that's in the trip planning or researching process, or actually when I'm in a physical location, I got, you got to ask the locals where to go. They, they are the ones that know. And I think that really contributes to more of an immersive experience
0: Well, that concludes our very first episode of Worldview Mirror. Ah! (laughs) Thank you so much, um, everyone who listened to this. Um, Thank you so much for supporting us. We are very excited about starting this journey. This is just the beginning. We want you all to come along with us. Um, We hope to continue to put out information, um, content that is interesting to you. So please let us know um what kind of things you want to want to hear about want to learn about and we'd be happy to incorporate them into our future episodes i'm super thankful for for everyone who listened to this and thank you for thank you ash too for for doing this with me
1: likewise right back at you see you next time on worldview mirror